unmute everybody. Yeah, we're gonna get started. We're not gonna let the music play us in too much. Hey everybody, it's Francisco here for Sports Goose number 118. I'm joined by my buddy Charles. Andrew will pop in at some point later on. We will see. But uh, yeah, this is a late start time, late start time uh, for tonight and for the week itself because we usually do a Tuesday show and yet here we are on Thursday competing with the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and the NFL. That's how cocky we are with the quality of our show. Right? We can, let's see if we can nab some some people <laughs> on, on, we, that, we on those Nielsen them. ratings, you know? We, we could steal them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, so we're, we're on Twitter. So if anybody you know, listens to all the tweets and stuff, yeah, stuff that's going to go on with Thursday Night Football and everything like that. So who, who's playing tonight? Who's playing tonight? Um, it's it's Denver the Browns and Cleveland, with right? Everybody injured. Yeah. 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 And, and then the, the Broncos. With the everybody. Broncos who are not a good team. <laughs> nope. And started off what three and zero because they played teams that were worse than them. All right. Yeah. That's it's one of these shows, right? It's one of those shows where Prani's Hockey World is is happy to sponsor us for sure. You know, you the get best the, hockey world. Yeah. Yeah. And the hockey world is where I'm at right now, Charles. It is making me happy. And you can go to Prodigy's Hockey World and make yourself happy. Go to our website, click on the banner, get the best selection, lowest prices on closeout and prior products, right? All that clearance stuff from, from the last season. Oh, get some of the new stuff, too, if you feel like it. But they got great deals on everything. So check them out for for that stuff. And, and yeah, yeah, there, there's stuff that went down over the past week. We got a lot to go through. Charles has some wrestling. We're not going to have a traditional cage. It's going to be a different experience. I can give you one, may I give one uh, blip on a cage thing Hmm. before we go from there? Because the G1 Climax winner was also decided today. Ah. And I feel I have to address that real quickly Mm -hmm. as I do my live stream rumble. It was Okada who won. Kota got hurt. They didn't get a Zack Sabre Jr. I love me some Okada. But damn, Ghetto, stop sucking as a booker. I love Okada, but he ain't going to take it from Shingo, right? Okay, that's all I got for you <laughs> on this basic cage because we're doing a yeah. we're doing a sports goof Royal Rumble as we live watch Crown Jewel that happened a couple hours ago. It's a full four hours. We're only going to probably go to the two. You're going to get any live reactions. We're starting off with Edge and Seth Rollins at the Hell in a Cell match. Expect some buffoonery and, you know, Hater Nation, Holler Nation in his dancery. Go ahead, Francis. Guys, mm. All right, so... We're trying to find a way to organize all this. I don't know how long this episode is going to go. Who knows? Heck, I might talk about by myself towards the end of it. Who knows? Anyways, yeah, Major League Baseball playoffs. The uh, All right, let's jump into oh. baseball. Let's just go right now. Let's go with baseball, all right? So uh, we'll start with the National League because that's the league. I guess there's less of the higher motions from at least half of our or two-thirds of our, of our guys here. But, yeah. yeah I'm uh, here now. Oh, All right. Perfect. Hey, okay. Andrew, did you hear the slammer about what we're doing about the cage? Uh, I heard bits and pieces of it. Okay, we're doing a Royal Rumble, basically, because I'm going to be live streaming this match or live reaction and starting with Seth and Edge and a hell of a cell. Be ready, boys. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So, we got that going. So, baseball, playoffs, National League Championship Series between my hated Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers defending World Series champions, Mickey Mouse Championship. Anyways, you guys, Seth Rollins looking like the Green Power Ranger. 
I'm going to type in some stuff into the chat because I don't want to interrupt, but I just want to put that out there. Three games to one lead right now, the Atlanta Braves against the Dodgers. We've seen this before. This happened last year. And the Braves did as all Atlanta teams do, and they choked. Man, I feel like part of me wants to be like, I feel like it's going to be different this year, boys, so I can find a way to jinx the Braves into choking that way i can both be wrong but feel right at the same time i feel like that's what i want to do and i feel like that's what i'm gonna do because this brave team looks different and they're <laughs> just gonna put on a brave phrase there we go freddie there we go the only guy that i can't seem to beat uh any of the uh personal records of in horizon <laughs> forza horizon 4 because man you played that game a lot <laughs> And I, I cannot surpass you. You you are very much more skilled than I am with regards to virtual driving. Anyways, yeah, the uh, the Braves are up. They are hitting. They are finding ways to keep the Dodgers from from finding any sort of footing. But sheesh, man. Yeah, Forza. That's, that's more. Yeah. That's more battle fatigue, though, man, yeah. when it comes to... Because Trey Turner's now out. Kershaw's out. Everybody's kind of injured. And I know what they're saying, Charles, you can't pull the injury bug, but why not? I mean, I'm not saying the injury bug, those guys out there, is going to afflict the whole thing because it's been blown um, runs, basically, in the first four innings. Mm. But, you know, it, it, you, you got to give the Dodgers a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, right? Because no one likes to fall behind... 3-1, but it's not like they're 3-0. Wow. It's, you can see how the Braves can be beaten if the Dodgers just keep their heads together. Well, they've started Albert Pujols tonight, so we'll see if that works for them. They are at home, so they might get one one of those like uh, uh, last-minute pushes. I mean, this is their game five, so it's the final one in L.A., and they'll have to try and find a way to beat them in, over in Atlanta if they're going to pull this off again. But it's different this time. There are crowds. There are people in the stands. There's way more pressure. And I'm saying Dodgers are paper champions, just you know, Rona champions, and that's it. Well, they're they're they need to legitimize that Mickey Mouse championship. Lightning did it, so it's their turn. The Lakers didn't do it, so yeah, yeah. L.A. teams may maybe they they fold when it comes to actually being in front of other people. Maybe that's 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 the way things are. I mean, the the Lakers surely you know folded in their opener against the Warriors. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it right now. Yeah, there's some petty. There's some petty leaning over. Yeah. So so yeah. By the way, NBA opened on Tuesday. So the Heat opening tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. So that's all going down. And lots of stuff. So- Save that for the NBA portion. Yeah, we're going to save that for now. But let me let me ask you this, though. Are the Braves just kind of... Are they good, or are they just kind of playing a gas team? Because I, I think, uh, they, they were kind of unexceptional the first go-around against the Brewers. And I'm not... I, I've watched a couple of the NL games. I'm just like, I think it's more of the Dodgers kind of screwing it up than the Braves, the Braves putting out there. And, and maybe it's just because I don't know anybody really that's on that team besides Freddie Freeman. And I know who's on that roster, so when I make that declarative statement, it's because I'm being a dick. <laughs> Plain and simple. But if I can name you all the Dodgers things, and, and I also don't think Snicker is a fantastic manager, but I'll give the Braves credit. 
they don't have an ace pitcher. They don't even have a four-star pitcher going on there. And they're keeping it consistent. But depending who they meet, you're either going to meet a Red Sox team if they come back who has just bombers on their batting squad or a Houston team that is just healthy now because mm-hmm. there's Odorizzi who had to come back, Alvarez had to come back, and some things are, are not coming in there. But Well, Braves have already started. They're up to nothing now. Case in point. Case in point. <laughs> you know, right, well, what we had two kind of, minutes ago. Kind of to go to Freddie your comment Freeman, earlier, Charles, about um, whether the Braves are good or not. I think if a team is able to make it deep into the playoffs on multiple occasions, I think they're good. I I mean, this is probably a bit of a hot take, but I think the that four that f- four years in a row where the Buffalo Bills made it to the Super Bowl. I know they never were able to close the deal, but I think they were legitimately one of the best teams in the sport for that span. Um, because it takes a shit ton just to get that far, then to do it four times in a row is incredible. I mean, like I said, they didn't close the deal, so obviously, you know, kind of like the the 1990s Braves, you know, they had that huge huge streak of what 14 consecutive seasons where they won the division yeah but and they only won they only made it to the world series 95 in a strike shortened year yep 95 and then 98 i believe 95 no they lost the world series in 1991 1992 they won in 95 they lost in 96 and they lost in 99 oh 99 but my question to you, Andrew, is in comparison to those Bills teams to the Braves now, because going to two NLCS in a row is good, but doesn't that just mean that you're dominant in a weak sauce you know, standing in the sense of that pennant, that league, whatever the hell they call it in baseball, the conferences, because you have that, but then you have the true teams that are just dominating, that heat era, baby, with them big three, or with the Patriots in the resurgence of Brady's career before he left to Tampa, because you could be very good, but you're not the team. You're not the dynasty. You're not, I would say the Dodgers is that team because obviously I'm petty and I'm saying that Dodgers, they went back to backs basically in world series. And they lost to a cheating Houston and lost to a Boston that cheated, but no one would investigate into it. And then when they go again, they won the world series. So Atlanta, I would agree with you that they're very good, but I don't think that they're the, they're not the grand the, the Braves in the NL. The Braves playing this yeah, season. They just win. But the Braves playing this season, having seen them because they, they play the Marlins in the same division. They lost Ronald Acuna, and I, I, I blew my load on that night. I was there. I was there when it happened, too. It was a great day. But <laughs> mm-hmm. Edge just had an education. Mm, I edged for sure on that day. Anyways, <laughs> uh... <laughs> Damn it, man. Uh, look, I've been waiting since Tuesday to talk about this stuff. Anyways, but they've been playing really inspired baseball, like inspired baseball. That's where they are right now. They are a very inspired team. They they overcame the loss of their best player, aside from Freddie Freeman in, in Acuna. And then they went out. Instead of selling at the trade deadline, they bought in and got some guys to bolster themselves to 
to make a run at the NL East. And, and you know what? Good on them for actually identifying that the NL East was weak anyways. Like, it was at that... Like, there was still... Like, the Marlins were still in it in some ways when, when uh, Acuna went down. That was how weak the NL East is. So the, the Mets fell apart. The Phillies could never get it going. And so... And the Nationals are done. They're, they're, they... they Close their championship window. Now they're in a rebuild. So the, for the Braves, it was like, all right, let's let's do it again and roll it back and try and get the playoffs and and see what happens. And they got pretty. Uh, they they've taken advantage of the fact that that one of those California teams was gonna knock out the other one. So you had that, and then you had the milwaukee brewers who were well now they they are the weakest of those division winners for this season the braves were able to outmatch them so even though it was it was actually a pretty close series but still uh, the braves were able to to beat them out and now they're at a point where they're back at the same spot they were last season and they did play in in Texas last season. There were there was a crowd, but now they've got true home and away crowds. And I I don't think they're gonna let this one slip. I mean, we'll so see. You, you it's two nothing already. It's two nothing. Well, but I don't I mean, think they'll have enough to beat the American League champion. But that may be part of my bias. But the American League champions right now, because just of the, the the sheer amount of runs that are being scored by those teams, is uh, is ridiculous. But we'll see. But I think the Braves are playing so inspired that they're just gonna they're gonna beat the Dodgers and make it to the World Series. Well, I will I will add this. Uh, I didn't really read it full, but apparently Mookie Betts said that this three one deficit feels different than the three one deficit last season. And I'd agree. I'd agree with him because, I mean, you know, it looks like Joe Kelly is injured. Oh. I'm watching the game right now and uh, trainers heading out to him. Yeah, it's still at the top of the first right now. And it's been sitting there for quite a bit. So, yeah, maybe they're – that's... Nope, that's... He's gone. He's okay. out. Okay. Well, there's that. There's their and, excuse. And I'm Insert, hearing an echo, by the Joe way. Joe Kelly meme face here. I'm hearing an echo, by the way, from uh, someone's speakers. <clears throat> um, so, yeah. What was it? Okay, yeah, um, it does feel different. Yeah, and, and the thing is, so let's say, uh, let's say Los Angeles does come back to win this game. So it's 3-2. Atlanta's got two straight games at home, and their and their truest field or whatever the hell it's called has been electric the past couple of days. Um, so, whereas last year it was literally neutral territory, I don't think anyone was allowed in, or if there were, there was a, a small crowd at Globe Life, whatever, and in, in, in where the Rangers played in Arlington. You would imagine, I know that's roughly halfway between Georgia and uh, California, just going off rough estimates of locations, but I'd imagine that 
LA fans would travel a bit further, and that would be a bit more of an LA friendly crowd, um, if any, sort of biased either side. But anyway, yeah, I I think this one is different, and I'll be honest, I really, really, I mean, aside from the fact that I don't want the Astros to win ever again, I want them to suffer. But you want uh, Alex Cora to win? Until the last member of the 2017 team is gone. Um, I would, aside from that, I think it would be really cool if the Braves and the Red Sox met. And here's why. That would be an all-Boston matchup. If we're going all the way back, the Braves started in Boston, then moved to Milwaukee, then moved to Atlanta. Yeah. So <laughs> I couldn't give a shit about Alex Cora. I think. He well, yeah, you're, you're gonna you're gonna rub them nuts about Boston. You oh, have to think Boston. of what you put in the universe. We all just said we don't think the Braves are good enough to win the World Series, and you leave that hope to Alex no, no, Cora no. just getting it clean. Well, we I all have like separate that. things that we want from this universe, but I want chaos. Continue, Andrew. Continue. Andrew. <laughs> well, I want. I believe in just as much as I believe in chaos, and I would love chaos. I believe in justice as well. And Alex Cora was the cheater. One of the figurehead. He's the I, I, I want to, I want to use an analogy here, but I I don't want to bring it up because it's a bit controversial. Uh, I'll tell you guys after the fact, but. Uh, just just because you have a figurehead doing it doesn't absolve the people who followed it of any responsibility. I mean, let's go to professional responsibility for lawyers here. Just because your senior associate tells you to do something, if you know it's wrong, you can't get away with it just by saying, well, this guy told me to do it. Hmm. This is lesser of all evils, though, man. Uh, I I'd just rather, want chaos. I'd rather take, yeah, I'll take Houston where it's been years removed, and this time it's earned because Dusty Baker. It's not as if it's still Hinch or whatever his name kind of going. I mean, all the people who oversaw are gone except for some of the players, but it's not like they're going to move their best guys, and we accept it, versus the man that Rob Manfred did not have the testicular fortitude. Oh, Seth's about to go for that buckle bomb in the cage. To have, oh, for the table? To have that testicular <laughs> fortitude to actually suspend him for life, whereas Carlos Beltran got blacklisted before he even started a major league game as a manager, and then Hinch, you know, at least Hinch uh, got a was out and then got put back in by a different team. Boston played a dirty ass game and said, oh, we, we don't know about this. We're just going to take Broad Road and then we're going to go from there. And they purposely planned this out. That is, they, they are the corruption. They are the infestation because they made their little title that they won a couple years back was also fraudulent. But no one came down on them. That's my piece. I'll, I'll keep it to it. I'm very passionate about it. Well then, that's just pretty good, by the way. American League Championship Series. Since we're we're on this already, Houston, Boston. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on the the Astros band. I don't want another look. Enough with the Boston teams. I don't want them to be ooh, good. I don't, ooh, I don't want them yeah. to be good. And this is gonna be fun. 
<laughs> the man was pushed. All right. Steps on top of top rope. Edge pushes him off. He connects with a steel chair and went through the table. And I will be giving ratings for every mm. match that ends as long as we're watching this. All and right. Five. Houston Astros up three games to two on the Red Sox. They are at home and they are ready to close it out. There is controversy with the umpires and things like that between the Sox and the Astros. Some questionable calls. But I am all for the chaos. I want the Astros to win. I want it to happen. And I wanted it to, to the point where I wanted them to face the Dodgers. So I'm hoping there's still a slim chance. Slim chance that this could happen, where the Dodgers could make the once again pull off the three games to one, a reverse sweep, whatever you want to call it. But I, 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 either way, I still want the Astros to win because I want that to be put out into the universe, and I want the off season for baseball to be full of salt, like just a heaping massive amount of salt, like the saltiest. Of all off seasons, do you, do you think are we talking Bonneville salt flats here? Oh yeah, yeah. We we are talking the Dead Sea right now. <laughs> but do you, do you really feel there would be salt if it was two years removed? Because I think I, no, it would be like I, I was about to quit baseball for, for, a for life you. Last year. For you, you are you've already made peace with the fact that the the Astros and all that stuff. All right, your 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 primary target is the man helming Boston, but yeah. the baseball world. The rest of the baseball world, and I don't know how much Marlins fan. Like, I, honestly, as a Marlins fan myself, I'm like, we don't really have much of a dog in the fight, anyways, right? You just don't want Atlanta, plain and simple. Yeah. I just don't want Atlanta because fuck we, them. Just, yeah. <laughs> and, and bear, bear in mind, gentlemen, that Tampa was ousted by the 2017 Astros in the yeah, playoffs. That's true as well. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's it's not like I'm. Just a neutral bystander here. You also lost to the Boston, I believe, in 2018, 2019. Ooh, damn! So, <laughs> so, so, yeah, that, that that's how I feel. I feel like that that's how the baseball overall landscape, people, because you saw how much with the trash cans and stuff, that thing went the entire season for them, especially once more and more people were allowed into ballparks. And... And even now, like between them and the Red Sox, there's a lot of heaping helping of, of booze. And I would assume if the, the Astros do win the American League Championship, whoever they face, I mean, it would be awful in L.A. They're going to need, like, National Guard to, to come in and, and protect people at the stadium because Dodgers fans are violent enough as it is. I can't even imagine if, the, if it's between the, the Astros and the Dodgers in the World Series, right? Those, those guys are going to need a real, like, a massive security detail to get between the hotel and stuff like that. But yeah, no, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, crazy, and I want the chaos, guys. I, I'm all for it, right? I, I, I no, the Marlins made the playoffs last year, you know, all that stuff. But but it, yeah, it was, whatever, Mickey Mouse, right? Oh, it was all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let, let's go, let's go with chaos. That's what I want. So bad, so bad right now. Edge, what the hell are you doing, bud? All right. Is that all we have for baseball? Is that all we want to talk about for baseball? Um, no, I, I got one. I got okay. one. The universe clapped back on me. Last week when Andrew wasn't around, damn, I just went from the top rope of the chair. Um, I, I When Andrew was not on, I did my clapback segment. It was basically kind of giving everybody who gave the middle finger to the Yankees. I gave it back to you guys tenfold. But the universe clapped back me. Why, boys? Because guess mm-hmm. who's back? Back again. Aaron Boone's back. Damn it. Yep. Why? Three-year deal. Technically, it's a two-year deal with an option. 
Cashman's his contract actually extends past Cashman, which scares me because I feel like Hal is going to be like, well, you know, I got a yes man and I got a guy who's been around too long, so I think he's actually going to let Cashman just walk away at the end of it. I don't like it. I wanted Rick Renteria. I wanted everybody but Aaron Boone, to be honest with you. And now our focus is going to be on a shortstop, which is fine. Give me Trevor Story and his overrated ass, please. Or, you know, we deny Jose Altuve. Just, you know what you got to do? You got to resign Aaron Judge. Plain and simple. Just do it. But that's the universe clap back on me. That's the universe clap back on me for talking trash about Tampa when Andrew wasn't on the show because it was, it was plentiful, Andrew. I don't know if you heard it, but I was mean about Tampa Bay. The wrong. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this reverse clapback is brought to you by House of Ashes. Another video game today. Yeah, we got some neat and, stuff. You know, got some spooky Aaron stuff Boone, this, this month. Aaron Boone was back for blood, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Join in on the co-op from uh, Turtle Rock Studios who made Left 4 Dead 1 Left 4 Dead 2. We all always love Left 4 Dead 2. We love Coach. My dogs even love it in the background if you can hear it. But that's all I want to say about the MLB in regards to that. It's like, why? Did, and I knew it was going to happen when it wasn't like an immediate fire. Whereas you have the Padres who are like, mm, let's just fire this guy. And you have the Cardinals. That was the other thing. The Cardinals fired their manager after they went on that hot, hot, hot run and get a limited division round or uh, the wild card round. And they said, oh, you know, philosophical differences. Whatever that means in baseball. Mm. One day, maybe you two fine gentlemen who know the sport better than I do can explain to me what philosophical differences in baseball means because to me it only means are we going to spend or not spend that's it philosophical differences in basketball and football i'm assuming in hockey makes sense when it comes to lineups and everything like that what is philosophical differences in baseball but he was out i thought that was dumb I, yeah, the, most, the most the most i can think of him. the most i can think of is if you want a more defensive-minded team than like a team that puts up offense but you know it's it's, even then it's still kind of yeah yeah in baseball it's kind of weird i mean marlon's gm even stated this season she was like i didn't because the marlins actually scored a ton of runs francisco francisco wait we'll recap in the nba 26-5 miami Milwaukee. suck it you're oh i just looked at the score crawl well look at that (laughs) all right well Let's let's move on. I, I wanna I wanna do a, a segment here. I, I guys I, I wanna do um uh a real MVPs. Okay. I, I've been sitting on this for quite a bit. And do I even have a graphic for that? I keep forgetting there it is. There's I oh gosh darn it. So real MVPs, I, I got two of them. I got two of them for, for this week and you guys can name a couple other ones, but uh I'm gonna go with one that's actually serious. Uh Ennis Cantor. And I think yeah. Yeah, yeah. And his canter. So he spoke out against China and uh, and was uh, and posted some things on Instagram that were pro Tibet, you know, free Tibet and all that stuff. And of course, the Chinese Communist Party hated that and have now banned all Boston Celtics games from being broadcast in China as he plays for the Boston Celtics this season and you know he's already he's already uh, basically here on political asylum from uh, Turkey regardless so he's he's basically just going to keep saying what he what he wants to say and and trying to stand up for for basic human rights and that is a real mvp that is somebody who doesn't care that is somebody who does not curtail to the ccp Unlike um, certain other high-profile NBA players, 
uh, that plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. Thank you, War number 23. Then switch to number six because he misses the days when he was in South Beach. <sighs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that, this, this is personal, guys. This is stuff I work, this is stuff I work in, you know? This is stuff I, I'm, I'm reading and whatever, you know? And things are getting hot and heavy in the area of the world. And yeah, Honest Conter, you, you are a real MVP, man. You say what you need to say, and you stand up, and you don't let the, the dollar bills, you know, affect you. And I'm assuming now that we've... I'm assuming now that we've said this, we are also banned in China, guys, so... You know, Woo! all right, yeah, yeah, you know, Woo! go. You could suck it, Chinese Winnie the Pooh. So, there we go, there we go, you know, all right, okay. So, that's 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 one I want to get that real MVP. The other one, surprisingly, is FIFA, yeah, yeah, FIFA, you guys, these, these, these are people, this, this is an organization that should be far from a real MVP, but. They may be chipping away at the the EA monopoly on two sport of, of of the football of both kinds, you know. So FIFA is currently negotiating with Electronic Arts with regards to the license to the FIFA name and the teams that that fall under that. As of right now, they are asking EA to pony up about one billion dollars as i you know do the dr evil thing for every four years to keep the exclusive license or else they will move on and let their license spread to others so this is huge because fifa is massive around the world even here in the united states it is it is it is massive it's bigger than madden it is bigger than Madden. And EA has been lining their pockets, copying and pasting last year's version, especially on the Switch. The Switch version is basically a like a PS3 version from 2012 or something that they keep copying and pasting. Literally, they even tell you that it's just basically them swapping names. That's the first time I think anybody's really admitted to it. But yeah, yeah, EA's... EA may lose it, and I'm hoping they do because I think FIFA sees more dollar signs. They're losing out on all that ultimate team money and things like that, and they're like, what if we spread that out to other companies and have more FIFA games, more FIFA mobile games, you know? Maybe they saw what uh, what happened with like with Disney and the Star Wars license. Like, you know, we, we don't want EA dragging our name through the mud as they did with the you know, release of Star Wars Battlefront 2. And EA right now, who's... Facing lawsuits in Europe with regards to their, as they called it, surprise mechanics, basically loot boxes and microtransactions that are siphoning money from a lot of people. Uh, it's essentially legalized gambling, for now at least. That's what EA does, and that's what EA's into. So uh, FIFA doing this and allowing the license to go to somebody else, you know, might have some first party like... Uh, uh, Sony might want to make one of their own, or or you could have 2K trying to get into the game, or, or just various mobile developers that will probably want to get that license and have that stuff on the phone. And yeah, it, it doesn't mean that FIFA is, 
you know, holier than thou and is trying to stop all of this microtransaction stuff. No, they want to get in on it. But anything that can stop EA from having these exclusive licenses and and also for getting us back to the days of like the the late 2000 or the early 2000s and the late 90s when there were just so many different types of, of sports games for all of the sports, right? There was a variety of things and people could find the, the series that worked for them, right? Now, some people weren't into uh, World Series baseball, but you know, you're into All-Star baseball. You're, you're into the, the MLB series on PlayStation and stuff like that. There was more of a mix and a match and a variety. And we're hoping maybe the NFL will... Uh, will follow suit, but I think the Elf, and maybe the NFL has less of a soul than FIFA, which is quite a statement. But, uh, yeah, that's what's going on right there, so I, I'm just gonna give them a real MVP for that. Yeah? They also have, Konami has the, the PES League. Oh, don't even talk about Apple, Konami right now. Yeah, they screwed it up. <laughs> don't even talk about why FIFA is gonna want to all get a cut of it. Alright, so we're, we're gonna go, Ooh. this this kind of, this kind of, this is about to happen. This, uh, we're gonna go. Oh, something's about to happen. <laughs> Charles, I love how I'm trying to make this segue, but Charles, is this live? Yes. Well, this was from a couple hours ago. But he's watching it they're, for they're, the first time. In Saudi, they were in Saudi Arabia for the pay per view, but I was at work, so mm-hmm. this was today. Yeah. I've kept off the spoilers, so I had planned on doing this live stream, and the first match is this, and I was like, this is probably going to be the best match on the card, so you're going to start me with this, and you're going to start the show with this? Our show? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we're going to get you stupid-ass ratings. I'm like, hell yeah, because this is how we win, Andrew. This is how we beat the NBA, Thursday Night NFL, and then the NLCS in one night by my dumbass giving reactions (laughs) at you and Francisco trying to be like actual moderators and professionals, and there's me be like, I'm just winging it. <laughs> well, what are you doing, Edge? All right. So Woo! I w- <laughs> want to get to Gottlieb's goons. <laughs> because <laughs> Gottlieb's goons, because uh, uh, there, I have a lot yeah. of goons, guys, and this is what I've been waiting to talk about all week. Uh, I We finally got some real MVPs. It's been a while since we have real MVPs, but the sports world hasn't had many. Or two true notable ones, but now now we we have some, but uh, yeah, we're gonna give one to Konami Charles because that kind of I didn't mean to actually talk talk about them, but we're we're going to because they released what I think it was called e soccer or something like that, on uh, I think it was I, th- I think it was on Steam only for now, and it's basically their next evolution of Pro Evolution Soccer. Uh, it's free to play and all that stuff, but apparently they botched everything about it. Animations, everything. Everything was botched about it. So they screwed up there, and uh, <laughs> that's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, so that, that went down. Everybody talked about that, and there were some pretty funny uh, glitches and stuff like that. People made memes about it from, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, from, from I, and I think, I think you can still download it. I should have downloaded it. And had it in the background for everybody to watch the madness, but uh, yeah, yeah, e soccer that that was a that was a big blunder by uh, by Konami or e football. That's what they yeah, e football, e soccer, whatever you want to call it. But that, yeah, that that was a big blunder by them. So yeah, yeah, there's that. But next, I do want to talk about all right the Washington football team, guys. The Washington football team, they they are goons. 
So, as you all know, they are being investigated right now <laughs> for many a scandals. And there's a massive cloud hanging over the team. And really, I mean, it's always been there, but now it's, it's, it's darker. <laughs> it's, it's much, much darker. And of course, Dan Snyder is a horrible owner. And the Washington football team are the, the culture is damn good, right, guys? <laughs> that is such a great line. It's awesome. It's an awesome line. I love how Tree, your tree keeps using it, but it's great. The the culture for the Washington football team was like, you know, you know what's a good thing that we should do? We should we should honor Sean Taylor. Former University of Miami Hurricane. Tragically died back in 2007, protecting his family from an armed burglary. And died young. Died young. And was... 24. Yeah. Died young. But already made, what, three Pro Bowls by that point? Was just a superstar. Superstar. And who knows what could have been with the rest of his life and career. And he played for the Washington football team at that time. And they they did honor him with a, a place in the Ring of Honor. That 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 seemed appropriate, yes. And he only played what three or four seasons with them, and, and that was it. And unfortunately, so but they they decided you know that that was that was the honoring that they would do for him. Well, guys, the and they are getting. Investigated, and of course, John Gruden was fired because of this investigation. Because his leaked email was to the was it the president of the Washington Football Team yeah, at the Bruce time? Allen. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's the reason that came out, and who knows what else is going to come out of this? And that's going to be fun for the rest of this season. But the Washington Football Team is like, we gotta get, we gotta get the, the public support back, guys. We gotta rally the team. You know, I, you know, we're, we're second in the NFC East, even though we're never gonna catch the Cowboys. But we need some, some, some good feels here. So they decided to retire Sean Taylor's football number, or number basically, his number twenty-one, and it seemed like. Uh, that, that seems like a nice gesture, but 14 years later, guys, 14 years later, that's when you decide to retire his number. And you just so happen to be investigated by federal agents with regards to all your sleaziness around the same time. Okay, fine. Right, right when somebody got fired for something they were even an employee of your organization for? Exactly. Okay, all right, all right, Washington football team, we'll bite. When's the Wait. ceremony? Oh well, we're announcing it this Thursday right now, and uh, it's uh, this Sunday. <laughs> oh, this upcoming Sunday. What? What? What do you mean this? This upcoming Sunday? Yeah, there's, we have like four days. Oh, you've you've got this all planned out, didn't you? Sure, sure we do. <laughs> well, the Washington football team had the ceremony and it was as hastily put together as you could imagine there's a wonderful tweet by a Washington football team beat writer or, or, or somebody covering the, uh, the NFL as to 
just the sheer lack of anything for that ceremony. They did bring his family, but Sean Taylor's brother didn't even know about this happening at all. And the team president right now said, oh, we've had this plan for months. We had this plan before the season even started. Oh, I saw this move. And you're like, no, there is no way you guys had this planned before this started. And there's no damn way you had this plan before it started because you would have told people about this. You would have planned it out and told them about this so you could get as much of his family there. So you get as much of your, because it was alumni weekend celebration too, right? So you could get as much of the alumni, at least that played with him or played with them at the University of Miami, to be there to honor his memory and retire his number. You would have planned all of that Washington football team, but you didn't. You put it together as quickly as possible, and you're like, you had to pick something out there. And the only, one of the very few things people remember about you guys lately, I mean, because you guys haven't won a Super Bowl since, what, 1990 or whatever? I'm not even sure, 92, 93, whatever. Like, you haven't been relevant between that time. It was Sean Taylor. And nothing else, nothing more. Right, and then you you ruined RG three and all that stuff, but whatever. So like, they put it together. They named the street in front. This is this one gets me. This this part right here gets me. They named the streets in front of the stadium, passing through Sean Taylor Road or whatever. They took the photo of him and his uh, of of not him. He's he's dead, but his family st- uh, standing in front of the of the Sean Taylor Road. And behind them is the wonderful background of four porta potties. <laughs> because that's how shitty this honor was. Okay? And and you know what gets me here is because oh yeah, we're gonna name the stadium road the road in front of the stadium after you. You guys want a new football stadium. You guys wanna move out of Landover, Maryland. You guys want to move to DC proper again? Maybe tear down RFK and move back in. So, so you this 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 empty gesture. It's an empty gesture, guys. It's an empty gesture. This empty gesture. I mean, um, it's the Kevin Spacey of gestures. If I mean, talk about a reference to that. You you guys named the freaking street, and you're not. You don't even plan on being there for much longer. Yeah, let's say within the next five years, you're going to be gone from that stadium. So it's an empty gesture. They're going to tear it down, and I don't know what the hell they're going to put there, but it probably won't even be a road that's going to be Chantella Road there anymore. There's not even going to be a road. Who knows? So there you go with that. Uh, Dan Snyder met the family, but Dan Snyder can't be around the football team right now. So I don't know where he met them at, maybe at the hotel or whatever, but he shows up. You know, for a ceremony like this, you would think, you, you, or at least for a photo op, you you dress Listen, up in the Dan, suit and tie. Dan is a classy guy. He met them at the Burger King because yeah. that's what you think of everybody. That's not him. No, no, I wouldn't. I would not indignify Burger King with Dan Snyder's presence. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I would agree with you on that. What's, what's right. the lowest of low when it comes to fast food? Uh, checkers. <laughs> I, I literally had checkers for dinner. Shut up. <laughs> Their, their chicken's fun. Their waffle meat. house. He met him at a waffle no. house. There we go. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? I'm trying to think of Arby's? a sleazy place. Uh, Long John Silver's. Yeah, yeah, Long John Silver's. There we go. 
because when you I should never I, have fast food fish to begin with. <laughs> there we go. Long John Silvers. Men are Long John Silvers. This match was a four seven five out of five. It is not a Dan Snyder four seven five. And he took a photo with them wearing a Washington football team hoodie. And that was like it was maybe, maybe he took it for Applebee's for oh two for twenties. It was bad. <laughs> and then the 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 ceremony that they did have had no speeches, nothing. It was just like, oh, here's the family. They take a photo with the the plaque or whatever, the retired number or the framed jersey, and okay, there that was it. Not much fanfare, not much pomp or circumstance at all. And. And then they, they, they had like the number twenty one spray painted onto the oh, onto the God. field and stuff like that. And then they were placing the, the Kansas City Chiefs. So not only okay, this is another thing. Not only did they do this, they decided to do this scheduling against a team that they were surely gonna lose to. So you would think they had at least you know, well, against the New York Giants or something like that. A team that they could possibly win the game, you know, and have some good fields. And, you know, and they're in your division. I don't know if you played them already, but still, you know, or against the Eagles. I don't know. You, you all suck, right? You're gonna lose to the Cowboys, so you can't even do them against them. But yeah, so you, so you lose to the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> bro- I don't even know. I don't know who his brother was until this happened. I didn't know he even had a brother. So apparently, his brother does like a stupid TikTok dance on top of uh, the number twenty-one, and sports fans. It depends on the situation. Have a real thing with you standing on a logo or a number or something like that. You know, it, it means something. You know, that's why you and Terrell Owens, you know, did this thing on the star in Dallas. You know, it was a big thing, right? Or hockey players, they don't want to stand like if the, if the logo's, you know, printed on the floor of the of their locker room, they don't ever step on the logo. You know, like that 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 type of stuff. So he was, he just happened to be on the logo. He does like an L, by the way, while he's doing this TikTok thing. And it made a big thing. I don't want to make too much of it. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's inconsequential to all of this. But it's just, it's because, oh, the, the VIP section was just happened to be there. So nobody thought, oh, let's just spray paint this thing someplace else or move the VIP section someplace else. N- there was no thought, no plans. And the Washington football team can go fuck themselves. Hey, that happened in South Park, by the way. Neither can. (laughs) In addition, yeah. So there you go. There, there are goons for that. Uh, another one. uh, I just want to name. Can I just add something to that? Yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Yeah. Now. Oh no! Is there more to the story? Two House Democrats sent a letter Thursday to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell demanding the league provide Congress with the results of the investigation into the Washington football team's workplace culture. The culture's but what damn can they, what, But what can they actually, like, this is my question. What can they actually investigate into? What's the presence? Like, what, what federal charges are you going to be bringing up here, aside from bad workplace? Are we saying it's going to be kind of violations of rights or EOC or... Is this well, just like, bear in mind, it came out... Because the NFL is its own adjudicatory body, though. Right, but remember, bear in mind that it came out that topless pictures of the cheerleaders were sent via email. I mean, that could certainly be characterized as workplace harassment. Hmm. 
it gets a little murky and i, I don't want to play but, lawyer because my brain went to a thousand that's things all we deal with is murky yeah and, and and you know congress oh the dodgers are winning three to two look at that uh so yeah um i, I think i don't know and it's congress you know they they put on for show what they want to put on for show all right it same feels with, exactly like a show just like with baseball and, you know so it just just happens to be but yes uh, but, but the more things against the washington football team so there you go next uh evander kane guys mm. <laughs> even i know on this and i'm just always in it's like i'm reborn yeah i got uh, evander kane i i used to defend him when he was back in winnipeg and I always thought he was, I don't know, the Winnipeg Jets fans were, I don't know, putting too much on him or he was misunderstood or whatever. And then he, he goes to Buffalo and nothing good ever happens in Buffalo. And then he goes to San Jose and it seemed like, oh, he was going to get his stuff together in San Jose. But, you know, he's had problems with regards, uh, uh, you know, maybe some DV issues with his wife and things like that. And, and, but, but the gambling guys, and he's had a gambling problem for quite a while. Uh, that that really has uh, affected his relationship with uh, the NHL and the San Jose Sharks and himself. And he, apparently, he owes a lot of money to a lot of people. And this year, he he faked uh, a fake vaccination card. He sent a fake vaccination card over to the NHL so that he could play this season. And because of that, he's received a 21-game suspension, a suspension and probably fined uh, for a guy that needs as much money as he can get. And it's it's not good. It, it's not good. Vander Kane, I, I'm, you know, he's got talent, but it's he's got a lot of off-the-ice issues, and it's just he, he could, I don't know. I don't know how he can get some help or what have you, but... Do you want to know what the funny thing is about the vaccination card? What? So, People I mean, aside from the or fact that, that <laughs> a forged vaccination card, aside from the fact that that's just stupid and funny at the same time, apparently it was not required to submit proof of vaccination. <laughs> so he screwed himself. Uh, Stephen Colbert described it as Hi, uh, as hi business. I know you're not taking drug tests, but here's a here's a cup of urine from my. I didn't cup. know that part. <laughs> wow! So he literally shot himself in the foot. Wow. Okay. It's, it's and, just like a spouse just, who knows they're cheating, and they just blurt it out without realizing it because they don't and, want to cause this thing. And bear in mind, folks. Bear in mind, folks. Twenty-one games. I mean, a quarter it's, of the for, season. In, in baseball, you know, it doesn't sound like a lot. It's a quarter of the season. It's a quarter of the season. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of money that he really does need right now. Okay. So that's that, and we're gonna get we're gonna get to this last goon. You know, I think it'll take us to the halfway point. Tennessee Volunteers football fans. <laughs> Yes, it is easy, but they are goons, <laughs> and we must address them as so. Right, Andrew? Yep, I ha- saw that. I saw that live, and uh, oh boy, that that made modding very interesting for a period of about 
an hour or so. So, not, since CF, uh, college football is my yes, yeah, so, and, so, <laughs> and since I saw it live, let I'd me like let, keep it away. yeah, let me uh, let me just set the stage right. So the Tennessee Volunteers are playing in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, actually, I have to ask one of uh, my my best friend from FSU. He's a cop in Knoxville and he works the games. I have to ask him if he worked that game because that'd be interesting insight that I could get for that if he was there. But, anyways, they're playing Ole Miss Rebels, right? And look, head coach of Ole Miss just so happens to be a certain uh, Lane Lane Kiffin, who apparently is up for any job in both college football and the NFL for some reason. I'm not sure why, but okay. Uh, I think, what, because his dad was somebody? I don't even know who his dad was. And, yeah, yeah. That was Monty Giffen, former famous defensive coordinator for the Tampa 2 defense. There you go. There we go. Anyways, so they're playing the Vols in Knoxville. And, well, uh, certain things happen, Andrew, and... Some of it involves mustard, one of my favorite condiments, but sure. Well, let me – you set the stage. I'm going to – And I will put them on subs if I feel like it. I, I, I'm i going to further set the stage There's here. There's nothing wrong with ma- mustard on subs. Who has with a problem mayonnaise with and ketchup. <laughs> I mean, listen, you dip it. You know, I'm – another day, another time. I got to let Andrew breathe. Sorry. So – I know you've already set the stage, but I need to further set the stage. Um, Because the whole saying about, you know, it was a powder keg. um, I need to, I need to explain what was the, what was the gunpowder? And then what was the, the spark or the flame that set it off? So there is a trend in college football. Um, it's 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 no one's hiding it it's no surprise but since college football runs a lot of up-tempo offense where it's no huddle defensive players get a bit tired because they don't have the chance to sub out if the offense doesn't sub out so a lot of teams what they'll do is they'll tell their defensive players to fake a cramp to just randomly lobstering right what lobstering right is that what they call it i don't remember yeah because that was like what the canes fans were blaming fiu for doing right during the when yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah lobstering whatever that thing that was to call it so so that is i mean everyone hates it except the people that use it obviously um but it it, it, it's a part of the game now, and unfortunately, it's a it's a part of the game that can't really go away because it's not like you have an X-ray machine on the field to see whether the guy's faking it or not. So you just kind of have to err on the side of caution and pause the game to let them get off of the field. Uh, I mean, there are some proposed solutions but that's that's neither this is neither the time nor place so both teams are using this tactic uh lane kiffin and josh heupel are both hurry up no huddle uh coaches and 
so both teams naturally were using this uh, injury tactic. Tennessee fans were pissed when Old Miss did it, but they were okay when Tennessee did it. Okay, yeah, fine, whatever. But anyway, you're having an injury every three or four plays, maybe, maybe a little bit more less often. But still, it's happening again and again and again, and it's breaking up the momentum of the offense. So the Tennessee fans are getting really pissed. Um, You mentioned that Lane uh, Lane Kiffin used to coach at Tennessee, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He used to coach. He did what, 2007 or 2009? He was there for a cup of coffee, said he wasn't going to leave, and then he bailed. Right. Um. So that obviously kind of play, plays into it as well. This is the first time that Kiffin has been a head coach playing at Tennessee, or this is his first time as a head coach at Tennessee since he was their head coach. Uh, he, was, he was an assistant at Alabama for a few years uh, before he became the head coach at FAU, before he became the coach at Tennessee. So anyway, you've got – the Kiffin element, then you have all of the fake injuries coming in. So you ha- you're starting to pour a bit more uh, gunpowder into the fight. So it's a very close game going into the fourth quarter. It's, it's less, I, I don't remember the exact score, but it's less than a touchdown. Uh, Tennessee has the ball. They have a long fourth and twenty-four to convert in order to keep the ball, uh, keep the drive going. They get twenty-three and a half yards on the play. Um, but naturally, Tennessee fans thought that he got the first down. When the play went to review, they they found it was correct. It was, he did go 23 and a half yards. He was close, but no cigar. Tennessee fans didn't like that decision. And there's your spark. When, when they, when the referee came over the PA and said that the call stands immediately, you start having, well, booze, but then you get water bottles Food, trash are being thrown. Uh, mustard. And that's the crazy one, is someone threw a mustard bottle onto the field. I think it was Heinz. Um, and then someone threw and hit Lane Kiffin, uh, threw at Lane Kiffin and hit him in the right elbow, a golf ball. Yep. I mean, yellow, playing, a yellow golf ball. not deserve it, though? We look uh, at him. Uh, no, not with a golf face. ball. Oh, I'm talking about the mustard. I'm not advocating golf. Ball. Well, if they sprayed the, no, I mean, spraying the mustard. I think that would have been whatever. But throwing the mustard—that's just wasting good mustard. This is true. Well, they think he has sausage fingers. A friend of mine. I, I asked a friend of mine while this was going on. I said, "Who brings a mustard bottle to a football game?" And they explained, and this is quite clever, 
they said that it's a it's potentially a way for someone to sneak booze into the stadium. Ah, okay. Because it, it's not in a metal. Flask. It is. It is Tennessee. <laughs> because it's not in a metal flask, so it's not going to be picked up by. Uh, it is the state of metal Tennessee. Detectors. Yeah, but if I could think of somebody uh, uh, sneaking in moonshine in any sort of way, it'd be that state. That's for sure. And that was actually a great joke. Um, Kiffin was interviewed, and he said that some of the water bottles had brown liquid in it. And he said um, he responded. He said that he don't he doesn't think it was moonshine because he doesn't think it would be wasted on him. They would waste good moonshine on him. Yeah, that's a way to that's a way to to, to fire back. Yeah. So this happened. The SEC fined the university two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which I thought was very small but it turns out that apparently that's the maximum amount they can be fined yeah yeah well well they 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 got fined they lost that game and uh well they lost everything else right and they're still a dead program so nothing of any consequence happened at all (laughs) uh all right so, we're at the halfway point, gentlemen. So that means it's time for a word from our non-sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you, that we have been enjoying over the last week. And, uh, well, I'll, I'll start off. I'll start off this, this week. So, my non-sponsor is Shop Goodwill. Yeah. Shop Shop Goodwill. So, a lot of people don't know this, but Goodwill has an online auction site. This is the actual Goodwill. What the hell is this? Uh, Oh, here we go. Shop online. There it is. That's where it should be. Anyways, so, uh, shopgoodwill.com, where you can look for all types of stuff on there. So, a lot of people donate their stuff to Goodwill, and then Goodwill uh, has, you know, a bunch of nice and... Uh, stuff for people to buy you know it's cheap and stuff and all that stuff and yeah yeah you can go and get some clothes get some stuff but get a lot of stuff and apparently uh, I bought something from shop goodwill and they have things that I love like video games so a lot of people do donate their video games to goodwill they don't know that they may potentially be sitting on a gold mine depending on what you actually own so uh shop goodwill that's what i did it's it's through bidding they do have some buy it now kind of like ebay but uh, most of their stuff is through uh, an auction so you are bidding against other people you put your highest bid and see if you win so the the (laughs) The uh, what what I got this time was a PlayStation Three. So I got a PlayStation Three because I needed to complete the uh, the the collection of of consoles and stuff from two thousand and seven. 
I have a PS3 now, I have an Xbox 360, uh, I've, I've had, well, I still have a Nintendo DS way back at home. I used to have a PSP, and of course, the Wii and the, the Wii U. Uh, but of course, the Wii U didn't You're come like out, but the button of video games. Yeah, I'm going back in time in some sort of way, but yeah, I haven't really enjoyed, I didn't really much enjoy much from that generation that wasn't on the Wii or the DS, so I'm starting to experience it now, and right now those games are cheap. Those games are cheap, very cheap. If you're going to get, I've told people if if you're gonna get in, get in now. Right now, the expensive stuff is PS2, Xbox, and GameCube, and Game Boy Advance. That stuff is expensive right now. You can sell those things off before your games rot because they eventually do rot. And get in on this. So that's what I'm doing. And I already got a nice collection of stuff. But yeah, the PS3, 39 bucks, guys. $39 for a PlayStation 3. Works perfectly fine. Didn't have like many scratches at all i mean the top of it no scratches at all the bottom no scratches at all some on the side uh i i it was actually clean when i when i got it here i i i cleaned it myself at the same time but uh, i i got most of the nooks and crannies but it was mostly clean by that point and of course it came with a rickety controller a p3 controller so that's how <laughs> off market that was i i, I, I will Look for an official PS3 first-party controller. You got two control, two games already. Got a work collection, Metal Gear Solid 4. But the PS3 works fine. Games run already on it, so nothing's wrong with the disk drive. Nothing was wrong with that. They do sell like with the games and stuff. They they'll say that they haven't tested them, so you may be buying stuff at your own risk. But given the fact that it's so cheap, that you could. You know, throw some money away and gamble and see if you get you got something good. And they do have How lots. How much your PlayStation? Huh? How much you get for the PlayStation? Thirty-nine bucks. Thirty-nine nice. bucks. HDMI cord, power cable, controller, good to go. So and it works fine. It's it's the the second model, the PS3, not the not the first one. So yeah, I can play PS1 games on there if I want to as well. And um, but they do have lots of video games. So like they'll like they'll sell like a lot of like 10 or 20 games or even more i've seen more and those are where the the bots where you have to fight the bots <laughs> with regards to bidding because i've bid on some of those to try and see if i can land on them because their value is way higher if, if all the games work and most of them are, are like complete in box too but uh but yeah, you sometimes you get those, but sometimes if you go on some of like the lower key stuff, things that aren't really getting much attention, you'll win something good. And of course, they got the other stuff. They got clothes and even furniture, and you see guitars and stuff. They got all kinds of stuff there. So, and I my PS3 came from a Goodwill in Tennessee. So speaking of Tennessee, <laughs> there you go. So I prevented somebody from throwing that onto the field. Apparently, that's what I did. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, Promo code crackhead PS3. <laughs> Delonte West PS3. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah! We won't get canceled after the China comment, but we're going to catch up again. Oh, man. 
I ah, uh, uh, I feel bad now. Uh, I knew I was going to hell already, but for the, I had a KFC double down a long time ago, but still. <laughs> uh, who's going next? I'll, I'll go just to kind of keep it with the gaming theme. I know Andrew was sending us home. So this was kind of tough. I had a couple of different things I was thinking about, but this is one of the few times where my non-sponsor is basically going to be based off of other mediums that would go to me to want to purchase something. I was originally going to suggest the current game I'm playing, but I don't want to kind of give single player games and non-sponsors until I finish them because what if I'm wrong with the ending, but you guys know, I love wrestling. I am live streaming right now as we speak. Well, not live streaming. I don't do it like that because I'm technologically, technologically inept, but I'm giving you my, my play by play as I'm watching this at first blush. But one of my things I like to do, um, in my slow time, when I'm getting ready for the day. If I need a comedy laugh, is watch the gaming channel Up Up Down Down that has Xavier Woods from New Day, also known as Austin Creed wins. That's his handle and all that stuff. But Austin Creed, um, I've watched it for years. I love their Madden tournament. I loved everything. And then they have like little segments. And what they created when the quarantine first started was Up Up Down Down Uno, the party, as they say. And it had him, Cesaro. Tyler Breeze and Adam Cole, Bebe, who is now left. Very sad thing. Tyler Breeze, he, he was like, of his contract. Very sad. But one of the things they would do is kind of play Uno with each other, going from there to do with the social distancing and just seeing their reactions. And everybody loves Uno. I love Uno in person. Just like giving the cards and then you have the house rules and stuff like that. But being able to observe your favorite wrestlers play it, seeing their laughs is kind of a connection. And then I told myself, man, you know, I'll, maybe I'll buy this when I get a chance. And what do I see? On the PSN network last week was Ubisoft's Uno for PlayStation 4. Play on your PlayStation 5, you have one just like me, or you can get it anywhere on any of the consoles for four whole smack rolls, with the Ultimate Edition being $8. Ultimate Edition including Uno, the theme cards, you know, they have rabbits, they have um, Phoenix, they have, or not Phoenix, but Immortals, all this other stuff. And they also have Ultimate Edition, which includes Uno Flip. So Flip is like the new modern take on it. And because I have watched Up, Up, Down, Down, I guess it's like a two-part. I'll give a shout-out to Up, Up, Down, Down, but then we know where it's going. If I'm like, fine, I want to see Uno Flip, where there's like an inverse, where you can reverse the color scheme, where you're not stuck with certain things, where you can have a skip ball, a draw five. And I was like, I'm going to buy it, because my boys who I play Madden with, I'm like, guys, would you get this if we get this? So we can kind of like screw each other over and, and hang out and kind of connect, because that's what you do when you're 32, Everybody lives far the hell away. That's how you stay together. Mm. You can also play Back for Blood. Who doesn't love a good game of Uno? A good game of Uno. But virtual, I was kind of like intimidated because it's not the same. I can't do the snap smack talk. But I bit the bullet. I bought it. $8 is nothing to me. I went with the Ultimate Edition. I was like, all right, this is just, you know, some Taco Bell. I'll skip it. I'm trying to be healthy anyway. It's wedding season, you know, holiday season. I'm going to gain weight anyhow. So i've been playing it sometimes at night it's a perfect 30 minute to hour game that you can do before you go to bed and i've been playing against some random people both the regular classic uno and then flip and they have some weird house rules like you know if you play a seven you can switch cars with people if you play a zero it has to move the deck along you can call bluffs you can see all this stuff and it could be chaotic if you went with just the normal rules you're like whatever it's fine you know what you're getting yourself into but if you're putting in like putting down a seven steals other people's cards. I can have 18 cards a stack. I play a seven. I'm seeing the guy who has three cards left. If I'm doing Uno flip, oh, someone's about to get Uno. I just flipped it. I just flipped it. And you don't have that new color. And you have to go from there. If I did a skip everybody, if I did a, you know, draw until you get the color coordination, who knows how many you're going to get. And it's a lot of fun. And what I've been doing with it, boys, 
is just playing as random people. One day, me and my boys are going to come in there. We create our own party, but I think we'll just be the Gorilla Bear unit. That's an old school call out to us 15 years ago. Um, but I've been listening to my audiobooks with it. And when I go audiobooks on a game, it's got to be something that I can kind of multitask in a sense. But I know most of I usually do that if I'm listening, if I'm playing Splatoon, which it's been a minute um, to do that, like, you know, mm, two months. Splatoon three next go. year. I'm so excited. But this has been a lot of fun because when you think about the games, the generations of what you play as a child growing up to an adult, and if you have children, God forbid, that's me, what I'll give it down to, it's really going to be three games for me, Monopoly, Scrabble, and Uno. And I, I wouldn't play Monopoly online. No, no, no. It's not the same. I got to roll that dice. I got to feel that dice in my hands, man. And with Scrabble, I play Words of Friends on the toilet. That's my morning mood every day. But I was like, Uno, I was like, no way. And I've popped in like three hours so far. Listen to my audiobook, come away, listen to some music, come into it. And it is like the perfect bedtime where you just don't want to come home from a hard day at work and then, you know, um, work out because you're trying to stay healthy because you're 32 and you just know the way that you eat with them checker burgers that you just had before you jump to the show is going to get to you. Hold on, I'm going to pause this because now I'm just getting too good. I'm on a rant. But it's cool. You can play online with people. I don't need the physical cards. It's still kind of weird how you can't kind of call Uno or no Uno on people. It has to be selected to one person unless I'm playing it wrong. But I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's on sale on the PSN. You can get it on the computer. You can get it on the Switch, I think. You get it on the Xbox. Uno by Ubisoft. I would suggest get the Uno Flip. It makes it more chaotic as well. And you can pick your choices to it. A lot of fun. Worth the price right now, $4 in the PSN Network, Ultimate Edition for 8 You might as well get the Ultimate Edition because the flip version by itself is $5 additional. Why pay more when you just pay less? Um, I've always loved Uno. I'm also a trash talker, so I can't wait to play my boys when we do our little get-togethers you know, for a couple hours and just you know, screwing somebody over by hitting a 7 and stealing their cards when I know I'm slacking. So Uno, Uno Flip, Uno Video Game for whatever consoles you need. Uh, you could just do it with your buddies, just like Back for Blood, which is sponsor us here. Promo code, you know, um, generational, generational, because mm-hmm. it's so boring. Oh yeah, yeah. Uno was awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played in forever. Sheesh. Yeah. I mean, if it, I don't know if there's crossplay. I, I mean, I, I, I yeah. Match on you guys. Uh, yeah, I got a. Well, let's see. I got um, yeah. If your PC. PS3, got yeah. Who knows on pretty much everything. Maybe on phone. Who knows? Who kn- I'll, I'll check that out. Maybe that could be that could be a thing. All right. Okay. Is Andrew? Are you there? Are you, yep, I'm are, here. You ready for yours? Yep. Right. Uh, my non-sponsor for today is well, I guess technically UCF, but more specifically, um the design department at UCF, and I'll explain. So since 2017, UCF has had a special space game each year where they wear space themed. Oh, this season's looks good. This season's are really good. I'm withholding judgment on them just yet because in lining them up with which is the best of the of the five but because i want to see how it how it looks on the field but man they are damn pretty um it's for it's themed for the 40th anniversary of the space shuttle um 
each of the numbers has little little squares on it that are supposed to look like the um, the the heating panels on the underside of the space shuttle to <laughs> the very precious it. heating panels very precious heating panels um and i i can't think of the official the actual name for it i say heating panels but really what they are is th- heat shields there we go heat shields um they they're meant to uh protect the crew when during re-entry because it gets really hot when you're coming back into the atmosphere. So each of those numbers has one, has each of the numbers has a few squares on it that look like those uh, heat shields. And um, man, Atlanta's blowing it. <laughs> that That's a general statement, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so, and, they each speaking of, of blowing players. it charles that heat score sorry andrew oh so good sorry. jimmy jim butler can get something blown if he plays mm, that for the panthers are getting a lot of love for me tonight too hmm. um new points at halftime jeez oh so good um so each of the number each of the uniform numbers has squares that denotes one, each one of the space uh, space shuttle missions. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really playing into the Citronaut theme, which is really cool. Uh, on the back helmet bumper, uh, they have... Uh, hold on, that's a base hit, so it's now 4-2 Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, God. I swear, if Atlanta blows this again... I love it. Oh, I am going to be all over it. Oh. Because I've been oh. saying Dodgers in my World I'm, Series pick, oh, so I need All to be right. the 28-3s, right. <laughs> all the, the, the strike-shortened season Mickey Mouse championship, all the failed NHL franchise, the Atlanta Hawks in general, that's all going to come out again. Mm. Um... Sorry, where was I? Yes. They have, on the back helmet bumper, they have, uh, they reference the Challenger and Columbia shuttles that uh, disintegrated and exploded. Yes. Uh, It's, I I recommend, there's so much symbolism in that uniform that you really have to take a look at the website and look at all of them because I could take several minutes describing all of it and i wouldn't do it justice uh so promo code citronaut mm-hmm. yeah that, that that's some that's some good stuff and everybody's anybody who's been to the kennedy space center for sure will see a lot of the the references they do have was it the atlantis that's that's hanging there um uh, on display over there but yeah Yep. Yeah. These these were good. When I saw these, I'm like, oh, oh, these are these are nice, 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 nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. So that's it for that. We're we're gonna move on here. I, I do wanna. 
I do want to talk a little bit of hockey, just just a bit. I, there's not too much aside from my Florida Panthers being the best team in the league right now. <clears throat> that feels good. Yes. Yes, that's right. There's still five minutes and 46 seconds left. They could still blow it against the Avalanche or a good team. But the Panthers, gauntlet to start the season. Penguins, Islanders, Lightning, and Avalanche. And they might go for it. Oh, man. I'm excited. A team's never been this great to start out a season, and especially against this quality, the quality of opponents that they faced. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, first week of the NHL, and especially the first let's say the first month, weird things happen. The Buffalo Sabres are also undefeated. Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> so, uh, and, and the, the the opponents that they faced were like, I think the Vancouver Canucks and maybe the Detroit Red Wings. I'm not sure. Just teams that are, are expected to just not be good this season. So that's gone down. Penguins are leading their division right now. You know, them ahead of the Flyers and, and the Caps. Okay. Fine, those are the teams we kind of see going there. Flyers trying to bounce back from a disappointing season last season. Leafs doing all right. The Rangers trying to uh, continue with this rebuild, see if they, they can get back into contention. And what's that and what's new? And the Montreal Canadiens, who are defending finalists for the Stanley Cup, I guess that's what we're going to say for right now, uh, have not won a game. And they are battered up and beaten and old and... Likely last season was a Cinderella run that they wouldn't, given the circumstances of how the playoffs. Say the F word. Frauds. I I wouldn't say they're frauds. I think they were just they just went on a Cinderella run and you know they just you know uh, a last hurrah a last hurrah for guys like uh, Shea Weber and Carey Price who trying to win a championship. That was that was pretty much it for them. So no, because the fraud moniker is for teams that truly have championship aspirations and, and are contenders and just fall apart, a la the Philadelphia 76ers or the San Diego Padres, you know, whereas the Haves was just like a surprise run. That was more of a thing. Right. OK. Western Conference, St. Louis Blues leading their division tied with the Wild. Same thing. They're all they're they're undefeated right now. The Oilers. They are also undefeated right now. The Pacific Division is pretty weak. It'll probably be between Vegas Golden Knights and maybe probably Edmonton to, to, to win that that division. So we'll see with that. Uh, the Seattle Kraken are a team now. They had a pretty good uh, opening game against the Golden Knights. They lost by one. That's, that's pretty pretty commendable but they've won a game they beat the nashville predators for their first ever win they're they're one three and one they got three points they're not expected to be as good as the golden knights were in their first season but supposedly they're supposed to compete and in the pacific division there's a possibility they could snag that uh that third place spot depending on how things go but uh yeah there's there's pacific divisions the weakest division at least what everybody expects it to be and, and me too because there's there's a lot of rebuilding teams on there you have the sharks i mean the, basically all of california is under construction in in the nhl you have those teams the coyotes have moved over to the central division and they're they they've started off cold along with the chicago blackhawks 
But the, the Coyotes, we'll, uh, we'll see what goes on with them. Question for hockey, because this might be a learning goof moment. I know last year they had kind of realigned divisions because of the protocols, but are people back in the OG stuff? Yeah, they're back to the divisions from the season prior. So the Panthers are back with the – well, the Panthers and Lightning are basically back with the Northeast in Canada right now. So that's that's – everything's gone back to normal. And – just added Seattle to the Pacific and moved Arizona from the Pacific to the Central, which I think is more of a preemptive thing to have the Coyotes just in case they move to like Houston or something. It'd be easy to keep them in the Central. So, and also the daylight savings time thing, which is kind of weird um, with Arizona because they don't they don't observe it. So there you go. All right, so that's that's the NHL. That's that's as much as I want to talk about. There's there's not really much aside from that with regards to stories and things. I mean, stuff has happened, but once again, first week, weird stuff happens. I don't expect the Sabres to be this good unless uh, Terry Bagula uh, made a deal with the devil. And if he did, that means the Bills are going to be epically screwed. And maybe that happened this week in the NFL. Maybe he already did that. Hey, I hope the Sabres do well. <laughs> or I'm going to have to take something from you, Mr. Pegula. Your precious bills. But we'll get to that. All right, we'll get to that. Okay, so we are at an hour and 25 minutes. I want to know where I you need, guys want to go. I need to step in here because I have a lot of news to cover in college football. Okay, can you make it as concise as possible? That way we can oh, get to the NFL. Down. All I'll right. Do my- uh, and yeah, here we go. All right. All right. So obviously we covered the big, big news of the Tennessee Ole Miss incident, but we have more conference realignment, gentlemen. The AAC one? Is that yes. what you're talking about? Yeah. So as just as a quick rundown, the SEC took Oklahoma and Texas starting in probably 2025 as a response to that took took from the big 12 as a response to that the big 12 took cincinnati houston and ucf from the american athletic conference and byu as an independent to make up those missing spaces and add two more teams so the american athletic conference has now lost its three best teams so they need to do something because they are now down to eight teams. They need a minimum of 10. So they decide to not just fill those three gaps, those three gaps, but to expand even further. So as it was, it it was not that secret over the past couple of days that this was going to happen, but it was official today. American Athletic Conference is adding six teams from Conference USA. They're adding Charlotte, FAU, Rice, UAB, UNT, that's North Texas, and UTSA, that's the University of Texas at San Antonio. So that leaves the 14-team Conference USA, and that they will be starting probably in 2023 in the new conference. That will leave Conference USA with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. So they're in a bad way right now because uh, 
the teams of the, most of the teams they're losing are really good. FAU is really good. UAB is really good. U, uh, UTSA is on the rise. They're undefeated so far this season. They're young teams, so who knows where they'll be in a few years. Uh, Charlotte is also kind of on an up on the rise team, and as a matter of fact, FAU and Charlotte we saw Charlotte. Charlotte are playing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we did. Uh, Charlotte beat the living daylights out of FIU. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so, Conference USA, they're down to 18. They need a minimum of two others to be able to have a conference game, a conference championship game. If they can't, they're SOL. So, they are trying to find teams, but it also comes out that the Sunbelt Conference, which is kind of you, conference, you the remaining team, uh, remaining conferences. You have the Power Five, you have the American, you have the uh, Mountain West Conference, you have the MAC, then you have Conference USA and the Sunbelt. Both of them are located more in the southeastern quadrant of the country, um, which I'm including basically anything from Texas up to Virginia. I know that's not technically the southeast, but southeast quadrant of the country. So it turns out it looks like the Sun Belt is looking to add two other teams from Conference USA, Marshall, uh, Marshall and Southern Miss. So that would take the eight-team Conference USA down to six. But it also comes out that there's a possibility they may go even further. And this is speculation. The only ones that are really kind of hard in stone in terms of rumors are Marshall and Southern Miss. So we'll stick with that. So that means now Conference USA has six teams. They need to add four more. Conference USA is in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. So let's say it's just those two. Let's say it's just Marshall and Southern Miss. That means FIU, Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee, Old Dominion, UTEP, and Western Kentucky. They're in bad. They're in bad shape right now. There is a good chance. It fizzles. I don't, I don't want to say that the conference it will fold. It's mm. suspended. They they're going to have to do something and quick, because, like I said, ten teams is the bare minimum. If you just have eight, you can find two teams from anywhere to pick out and try and fill out those slots. I mean, you have right now one, two, three, six independent schools. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. That's what I was going to ask. Well, I'm going to say five because Notre Dame, there's no. Semi ACC. There, there's, a, there's a better chance that I will win the lottery. Three day, three times in a row, then Notre Dame would join Conference USA. Mm-hmm. But so I'm going to leave them out of it. So the five actually kind of independent conference uh, teams are Army, Liberty, New Mexico State, UConn, and UMass. I can Liberty see UConn. Is the only one that is anywhere relatively close to the conference footprint of Conference USA because they're located in Virginia. Army is in West Point, New York. 
New Mexico State is obviously in New Mexico in Las Cruces. Yukon is in Hartford, Connecticut, and then UMass is in Amherst, Massachusetts. Those are nowhere anywhere close to Miami, uh, Ruston, Louisiana, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, El Paso, and Good old Bowling Paso. Green, Kentucky. So, well, actually, New Mexico State is kind of close to. Yeah, I'll, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, El Paso is about, I would say, like a four or five hour drive from Albuquerque. I don't know where New Mexico State is, but that's where Albuquerque is. So there you go. So you have eight teams there. You need to find two more. There's a possibility you might add James Madison University, possibly Jacksonville State, which is based out of Alabama. So that would get you back to 10. But the problem is the Sun Belt is also interested in adding James Madison, uh, has some interest in adding the J- possibly James Madison, possibly Jacksonville State. Um, and then the one thing I was hesitant to mention is there's also a possibility that might have to go, go after Old Dominion, which is another Conference USA team. So in theory, there's a possibility that three of the remaining of the remaining eight Conference UST, uh, USA teams will go to the Sun Belt Conference. That would leave five. And then if they decide to pick off James Madison, that takes, takes away one really big kind of hidden gem in FCS. Uh, I think they won the national championship last year or fairly recently. They're one of the top FCS teams. So whoever gets them is in good shape because at this point there are going to be, there have to be some FCS teams brought up because yeah, conference USA, they don't, there are not enough teams that would, join them that are currently in FBS um, to make them out to 10. So Conference USA, like I said, is in bad shape. That does not bode well for FIU. Uh, Good news for them is FAU says that they're still willing to play them in football. Um, But, man, they for two schools that started – for two teams that started at – more or less the same time. I think FIU started one year prior to F- FAU. They started in 01. FAU started in 02. For two teams that have been so linked together for their entire histories, they've played in the same conference all the way through. They started in the Sun Belt. Now they're in Conference USA. FAU is now going leagues ahead of FIU. Leaving on them. up. Yeah. Um, so thanks a lot, Pete Garcia. Uh, Pete Garcia is the a- athletic director for FIU, has been for several years now. He has done jack shit to help FIU become a even a decent program. Mm. Um, his most notable decision was firing Mario Cristobal after one bad season. And now all the Canes fans want to bring him here. There's not a chance in hell that he would go to Miami. Uh, he's he's got a good gig right now and up in Oregon. I mean, they're a, so, Miami would have to pony up all of that money they get from their medical school. <laughs> yeah, they, they would have to pay. They would have to pay a king's ransom to bring him all and that tuition with, from the law school, baby. 
Right. <laughs> We're going to keep Manny Diaz for like another five years. We're Al Golding in it. Mm. Right. Hey, at least Al Golden wore suit to games. No, 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 no. We don't do that. We don't, we don't acknowledge <laughs> Al Golden anything. If I had to give you a equivalent of Al Golden in a different sport analogy, um, y'all are missing Mark Richt, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I agree. You want to know what Al Golden was in baseball terminology? He was um, Grady. No, not even the... Grady Little, because he actually did something. Um, oh, you gotta get somebody who was like, "Oh, he's there, and we're just gonna keep him for a long ass time and not do anything." He was, ba- I don't even Clint Hurdle. He was Cl- he was Clint Hurdle. Yeah, that that's a perfect thing. One okayish year, and then it kind of goes from there. He doesn't get the Ned Yost effect. I was gonna go with Buck Showalter. No, yet Ned um, Yost actually won a ring. Well, Clint yeah. Hurdle got the Rockies to a World Series, but you know, I- I'm gonna say Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter. Yeah, Buck Showalter. Bobby Valentine actually. Yeah, Bobby Valentine. Well, he actually got his team to a World Series too, so. Like yeah, Showalt, Showalt there, there's a difference between getting to the World Series and then how that World Series ends. Uh, I feel like it has to be... Uh, okay, whatever. This is taking a oh, long. Okay, sorry. Sorry, Andrew. So, anyway, that kind of ends that for right now. We'll see what else shakes out. But for right now, the only confirmation is those six teams are moving. Uh, continuing the domino effect that started with Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC in a few seasons. So we'll see how that shakes out. Um, I thought there was other... Yes, uh, other big news. Ed Orgeron is gone from yep. LSU at the end of this season. He's coming Ed to the Cranes. Uh, so Ed Orgeron brought Andrew has lagged out. Eddie L L S U. What? Yeah. Can you, can you hear him? He's yeah, he's he's lagged out. He's lagged out. He's lagged out. This is like a Nintendo Switch Super Smash Brothers matchup. Sorry, Andrew, you, you lagged me? out. Yeah, we can hear you. You just lagged out for for like ten seconds now. So uh, okay. we 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 heard nothing past Ed Orgeron got fired from LSU. Got. He's actually still technically the head coach through the end of the season. Yeah, but he's, he's gone. He's been... he's gone. He's gone at the end of the season. Um, Ed Orgeron, like I said, head coach LSU. He won the national championship back in 2019 with Joe Burrow. Um, a lot of people think that it wasn't so much Ed Orgeron. It was. Ed Orgeron was in the right place at the right time because, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he everything's gone downhill from here. It was kind of a, a one, it was a one fluke season where LSU, the stars aligned. That's what a lot of people are thinking. So, Ed Orgeron, um, that's also coupled with some of his off-field behavior recently. He's been seen hitting on women, even though he, well, no, no, no. He's not married anymore. He recently got divorced. Um, But he was happily married until um, they got divorced shortly after the national championship. Some people are speculating that maybe he was become too full of himself and his wife wasn't having it. Uh, We'll never know. 
obviously. That's just all speculation from sports writers' articles. I thought it was um, more about the sexual harassment claims by players. But, so, uh, he's gone. So, after he was divorced, he was seen hitting on women, including one of them was the wife of one of the, I think one of the board of trustees for LSU, or someone high up in the administration. So, that's not a good look. Uh, it's just all what? gone downhill from there. And then, Sorry, Andrew. And then also add in the fact that suppose, supposedly he knew about sexual assault cases that were happening with the team that happened, and it's it's just a mess. Uh, it would take a while to to go on and discuss all of it. But so he's gone. He's getting a big payout. Um. Speaking of coaches being fired, and I actually am going to be discussing this in a sports bar episode. I'll probably shoot it tomorrow. I just lost it the last couple of days. But Nick Rolovich, who is the head football coach for Washington State, he and four assistants are gone. They're fired with four cause because they did not get the virus vaccine. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, perfect. Perfect subject matter for a sports bar for the second ever by the way yes um and then add to it the fact that he's filing a lawsuit now so there's a ton of juicy information that can be discussed here so anyway nick rolovich he apparently applied for a religion so I'll, i'll just do a quick background back in august the governor issued a proclamation which is essentially the equivalent of an executive order saying that any state employees, and that includes people employed by private and public universities, had to be fully vaccinated by this past Monday, the 18th. Fully vaccinated. That means, according to the proclamation, two weeks removed from either the second dose of one of the two-dose regimens or the... two weeks removed from the one and only dose from the single dose regimen. One of those. So I calculated out, or I'll, I'll skip that. I'll just, I'll go into more depth in the sports bar episode, but he applied for, there are some religious exemptions that were allowed. Rolovich applied for it, was denied. He did not obviously get vaccinated in time. So he's gone. Um, he says that, they were vindictive and firing him and they had a grudge against him. I don't know how that's going to play out, but that's the other big news that Rolovich is gone for that reason, which come on, man, his salary is $3 million a year. And he had another think three or four years left on his contract. So dude's given up a hefty chunk of change because he wouldn't get a vaccine. Um, and he—he's—he wasn't even the coach that long for a lot of money. He was a coach for a few years at Hawaii, where he was only make only making five hundred thousand dollars a year, and then just the two seasons at Washington State at three million dollars a year. So, in the grand scheme of coaches, he head coaches, he really did not get a lot of money. 
So hopefully he has a good uh, good CPA, good investment banker. Cause yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be coaching anytime soon. Well. Um, and then last but not least, I'll do a quick rundown of our beloved college football teams. And then we'll move done. on. UCF, we are three and three, one and two in conference. Our last game was a to be expected blowout mm. at the hands of number three Cincinnati. My in, Cincinnati Bearcats. I, in hindsight, I really should not have told you to root for Cincinnati. <laughs> Anyone but a conference rival. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pick Purdue. Purdue upset number two Iowa this past week. Trash. And their and their mascot or they they have a train they have a train yeah but but man I mean look I, I've been a Bearcats fan for forever man okay I've been a Bearcats fan since the, since the founding of the University of Cincinnati back in eighteen nineteen that's how long I've been a Bearcats fan my my good my good man okay Junta Juvant Alta Petite right that's that's our school motto. Okay. I, I have a question for you then, Mr. Bearcats fan. Only a true Bearcats fan or someone who's a... I any mean... Of, any somewhat of a knowledgeable person of college football know the answer to this. Why are they called the Bearcats? That That is a very good question. And I, as a Bearcats fan who knows the fight song, which is named Cheer Cincinnati... And our colors are red and black. Know why? It is because back in 1914, they were facing off against the University of Kentucky Wildcats. And in the, one of the key players in the birth of the Bearcat was a star named uh, UC player named Bear, a creative cheerleader and a talented cartoonist. During the second half of that hard-fought football game, Norman Pat Lyon building on the efforts of fullback Leonard K. Teddy Bear, created the chant, they may be Wildcats, but we have a Bearcat on our side. So there you go, right? Well, and, and, uh, yeah, and that, obviously, obviously that, we have a, a, a major UC fan in the that house That bit here. of University of Cincinnati uh, trivia that was uh, totally off the top of my head was brought to you by Back for Blood, which uh, has the same color scheme as the Cincinnati Bearcats. So there what you go. To that is, you at least proven to be a better bandwagoning fan than a certain man who supported the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So oh gosh. we'll go from there. Oh boy. Well, Andrew's not even that big of an NFL fan. So, but no, no. But that—that's the thing. Like you immerse yourself into it. I get Andrew's point of view. You're really just being like you know sycophantic at that point. You know, at least be like him or I. were like we just don't like our team. Let's root for this team. Because there's always a secondary team, but this man, guys, I've been, I've been, I am so, I've been so beaten down by the horrendous football. Who even lives in Cincinnati? White people and crackheads? Like, come on, man. Nick Castellanos, man, you don't want to anger that man. He's actually gonna opt out, so you know your precious Yankees might want him. You know, you know, don't, don't, don't anger the man. He brings about doom and chaos. So when we find out that. Aaron Boone has also sent out hateful emails. He's gonna four zero bomb. Plus. You got to you got to replace replace Joey Gallo because he sucks. Um, don't even. Don't even. I still okay. Sorry. All right, Goldberg, Andrew. Yeah. Bobby Lashley, Bearcats are the best team, so we we all know this. 
Go go University of Cincinnati. Just where their their university is. Hold on, let me look on Google Maps. Uh, they are located. At, no, go ahead. Sorry, uh, FSU didn't play, so there we go. So we can get that. I, out of the way. I, I respect your dedication to that bit. Uh, props where to that. Is the university? I'm gonna look just on my own. You keep going. Okay, so UCF. We're playing tomorrow. It's the space game. We are playing Memphis. Um, starting at 7 p.m. to be broadcast on ESPN2. Moving on to the next school, which is... Waiting for my computer to load, Florida State. As Francisco mentioned, I believe they had their bye week this yes. week. Yes, they did. So, homecoming is coming up this Saturday. They are playing UMass. You guys picked the perfect team to play on play for homecoming because we, there is no way you can lose we UMass. lost to an fcs school already so i well, do not believe you. that trash quarterback mackenzie milton so they should have a chance to win oh, no, francisco yes. in fair in fairness I mean, that's not as bad fairness. as what i said about delante west though <laughs> francisco in fairness jacksonville state is actually a better team than umass well and I, i'm being dead serious okay. there well all right so but, I, I, I am I am but, being honest. But you know but why why speak to me about this Florida State when I am yeah. clearly a Bearcats fan? You know? <laughs> they they you know their their address is uh twenty six hundred Clifton Avenue. So, you know, good old Clifton building. Well, I'll tell you this, and this is this is actually off the cuff. UCF's address is four thousand Central Florida, Central Florida Boulevard. Orlando, Florida, three two eight two five. Even though they are, even though they say they're located in Orlando, they are actually technically in unincorporated Orange County. We are right next to the county border with Seminole County. So much so that there's a running gag that whenever a player hits a home run, it, the baseball stadium's on the north side of campus, right next to the county border. There's a joke that if a Hit baseball player hits a home run so far, he hit it into the next county, hey. which is actually not physically possible under normal human anatomy, but uh, it's still a funny joke nonetheless. So, moving on to the other team in the Miami Dade area, huh. Miami huh. Hurricanes. Yep. Jeff Van Dyke has to be our quarterback. Your last game was a loss to North oh, yeah. Carolina. Made the man cry. Stadium in Chapel Hill. Your next game is against the number 18 NC State Wolfpack. That is here in Miami. The man's well, going to cry some more. Miami Gardens, actually. Oh, by the way, the Florida State game is on ACC Network starting at 12 p.m. Listen, uh, there's only one Wolfpack team that I acknowledge, and that's the NWO Wolfpack. Because if you ain't NWO, you ain't nothing. <laughs> Although fun fact, in black. there there are two wolf packs in FBS football. One of them is Wolf Space Pack, two words. That's the University of Nevada, Reno, and then you have one word oh, Wolf Pack, which is NC State. So. Number 18, NC State, starting at 7.30 on ESPN2 on Saturday. That is taking place at the stadium formerly known as Joe Robbie, pro player, 
Dolphins Stadium, Dolphins Stadium, Lamb Shark Stadium, Dolphins Stadium, New Miami Stadium. Uh, some uh, did I say Sun Life? Yes. All right. Sun Life Let, let's go. Let's go. We're at one hour fifty one. <laughs> All right. I, that's I have fun with that. Last but not least, FIU. We know this one. Uh, they had a bye week. Oh, uh, last game was a loss to Charlotte. They are now playing on Saturday, which is homecoming. They're playing the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers starting at 7 p.m. on ESPN+. Uh, that should be an interesting matchup that FIU will probably lose. And that should that kind of covers a lot of uh, college football for this this uh, past week or so. All right. You guys, I got to interject. So this match starts before the belly rings. Bobby Lashley goes into his uh, pants and he brings out a steel chain, just straight up hit um, Goldberg. That is some thug one-on-one stuff that i'm all about because bobby lashley is the ceo of the hurt business and right now business is good (laughs) okay uh i'm gonna do a score rundown before we move on to the nfl we'll we'll talk about that oh boy so right now nlcs atlanta losing four to two to the dodgers we're in the sixth inning we'll see what happens there yeah uh, there's some college football happening tonight as well. That We're also competing against that. We're competing against everything tonight. But NHL, my beloved Florida Panthers, did seal the deal against the Avs 4-1. The Preds and the Rangers are 1-1 heading into the third. The Jets are up 3-1 against Anaheim. 3-1. Yep, 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 yep. The Canucks are beating the Blackhawks over in Chicago 2-1. The Canes already beat the Habs 4-1. Sharks beat the Senators 2-1. The Caps beat the Devils 4-1. The Blue Jackets beat the Islanders in overtime 3-2. And the Flames shut out the Red Wings in Detroit 3-0. So there is that with regards to the hockey. In the NBA, our beloved Miami Heat are spanking the Milwaukee Bucks. The defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. 101-70. 101 to 70. They are searing that venison. By the way, I made venison chili the other day, guys. Oh, yummy, yummy, yummy. I was preparing for for this matchup, by the way. So, yeah, eat eat your venison tonight, Miami-Dade. Eat your venison tonight. All right. Last season, we don't give a crap right now. We have short-term memory. The Hawks spanking the Mavs, 113 to 87. And the Warriors and L.A. Clippers... Are about to get started over in San Francisco. All right, and well, the lone NFL score that's happening tonight. We have the Cleveland Browns up ten to seven to the to the Broncos. They got a touchdown. So Tom Miller got hurt in the game. Ah, uh, yeah. I was yeah. watching his knee collide with another guy and got like in, inward, and it looked very painful. Yeah. So ten to seven right now. We'll see what happens with that. And yeah, 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 yeah. That, that that's that's the full rundown, guys. That's the full rundown. So NFL. All right, guys. Woo. Look, I think we can all give a Henry Handy based on the T-shirt that he wore today. You know, May at his I? press conference. You know. May I take that rain? Yeah. Oh no, Charles. No, we got to build this up. We're not there okay. yet. Because okay. no, this is. The, I mean, you to... can't start off with someone doing a good Samaritan job like that. Uh, I just had to. I don't, that, that, oh, that's a real MVP moment, by the way. 
that's a real MVP moment. But but the, we're not there yet because we have to build up to it, Charles. We have to build up to it, right? Right. Okay. So Thursday night football, Bucks beat the Eagles. You know they they got just enough. I saw some of that game. You know Tom yeah. Brady having his way. You know Jalen Hurts doing the best that he can <laughs> with that Eagles squad. So there you go. Uh, we had already talked about the aforementioned Washington football team getting spaked by the Chiefs. That was thirty-one to thirteen. The Rams beating the Giants. The New York Giants are a bad team. They spanked them thoroughly, thirty-eight to eleven. Oh, there you go. The Colts, you know, putting a hurting on the Houston Texans, 31-3. to The Dolphins. Fucking Dolphins, man. Oh. Okay, I accidentally skipped forward with regards to that, but, you know, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I watched that game. I watched that game. Why would you subject yourself to... Because I needed a good laugh. Oh, man. Being me, and I yeah. need to see a team that picked Tua Tagovola over Justin Herbert. I need to see the team who decided to pay Will Fuller a one-year, ten million dollar contract to go from there. I need to see a team who just overpaid Xavier Howard again at a renegotiation, and then you know paid big money Byron. Jo- oh, he just missed that. Um, just like you know the Miami Dolphins did free agency. And then how they just utilize Jalen Waddle just to cl- catch the shortest of routes. Okay, I'm gonna try and get through this as quickly as possible because I always go through the 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 text that me and Doug sent. Of course, this this game happened in London, so we exported terrible football over to uh, the British. But uh, again, by the way, for the second Austin week, Tea row. Party Part Two, baby, you ain't gonna get the goods of real classic football games. Yeah. So, uh, Dolphins face the Jaguars in the semi-home game, and the Jaguars play over there. Doug did get up and watch that game. I could not care less, but he said that he couldn't leave the pain behind. And, of course, Charles had sent something. Look, the Dolphins, you know what? This is beautiful for me, by the way. I feel like I enjoy the Dolphins sucking more than succeeding. It's it's become that. I almost... You know, in a sort of uh, morbid type of way, but oh, yeah, yeah. But I seem to enjoy it more because, guys, the Dolphins are tanking in the worst way. In a bad way. In the worst way because they don't even have their first round pick this year. That belongs to the Philadelphia Eagles. I forgot about that. So, the Dolphins have an inadvertent tank, a tank that they did not suspect would be constructed they expected to compete for at least a wild card spot this season and a lot of people expected that from the dolphins and yet here they are one of the worst teams in the nfl losing to a team that had lost previously 20 games in a row the jacksonville jaguars urban meyer mr uh grab your urban urban. there you go there you go losing to that man trevor lawrence losing to that man right so the Dolphins have a tank that they cannot control. They have a tank that they cannot control. The tank came in, took over, and is running wild, and they don't know how to stop it. And they do not want this tank to to happen because they get no benefit from this tank. It is beautiful in the most horrific way. And I'm all for it now. I actually want I want this to get worse. 
You just want uh, the GM to get fired. That's what you're hoping. Right? Oh, of course. But it's going to be but, Brian. Flores. But there is no hope beyond that as well because there are there's money tied to some contracts. There are guys that were drafted that are going to be stuck here, and nobody else wants them. So there you go. You, you All right. Rushers? I mean, you, you spent money. I don't think it was in Greg. You got Jalen Phillips from the U, and... I don't think he's doing it. It's the secondary that was that's probably the most valuable part of the Dolphins right now. So there you go. All right. So let me keep running down the list. We got the the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Detroit Lions in the battle of the big cats. So there we go. Another beloved Cincinnati cat based team winning. There we go. Uh, My beloved Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers owning once more the Chicago Bears. 24 to 14 over in Chicago. The Baltimore Ravens spanking Herbert and the Chargers 34 to 6. Well, there you go. The Minnesota Vikings pretending like they actually have a shot this season, beating the Panthers 34 to 28. <laughs> what are you doing there, Goldberg? The the Arizona Cardinals trying to shut Charles up, winning thirty seven to fourteen to the Cleveland they, Browns. Oh, the Cleveland Browns that everybody in that defense <laughs> is hurt. Where uh, Baker Mayfield has a fractured shoulder on top of a ligament mm. tear. Where they don't have OBJ, Jarvis Another. Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. They don't have that overrated guy that they pay for, Jadavian Clowney. I, I want to hear this. I, you know, I'm, I'm just, not uh, acknowledging uh, uh, Kyler you know, Murray. I, yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm just he putting ain't it MVP. out there, you know? He ain't MVP. You know who loves Kyler Murray? You fantasy football people and you brainwash NFL pundits. Mm. You ESPN wannabes. You don't You don't have the balls to acknowledge a true MVP, but we're going to get to him. We're going to get to him. Good Francisco. The Las Vegas Raiders beating the Denver Broncos. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, the, the Raiders picking up and, and, and moving on. Moving on from John Gruden. So there we go. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I, I just saw that right now. So the Dallas Cowboys beating the Patriots. 35-29. Is that a legitimate team? I think so. Yeah, they look like it. Dak Prescott looks like it, for sure. Yeah, for sure. This running with Pollard. An, an ugly game between the Steelers and the Seahawks. Steelers won 23 to 20. My train. You know, teams on the bye the Jets, the Falcons, the 49ers, and the Saints. But now we come. <laughs> and boy, did Charles come for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> we go to the Titans and the Bills. A game. Oh, this is one of those uh, uh, what urinating tree Andrew would call the greatest game, you know? This might be one of those that he could put together. Mm. Yeah. not But not in the bad sort of sense, but in the good sort of sense, because this was a good game. And, well, Char- Charles, go, 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 go. You, you've been waiting. I watched all of it. I loved it. I talked to my paralegal about the day of. I talked to you guys about, about the Bills, and what did I say? You look at these high scores. You look at these high scores. These high scores that they have, but who they blow out? A Texans team that has our Davis Mills. Y'all know what his story is. You know what the story is of him. What else did they have to play? Washington? We've been ranking on them this whole entire episode. So what are they going to do? Oh, oh, they beat Kansas. I watched that game. 
a lot of balls fell out of receivers' hands in the hands of opponents. Really was a Patrick Mahomes thing, and that secondary is also bad. And we have a bad secondary, but here's the difference between Mike Vrabel and the other team's coaches that had to play the Buffalo Bills. We strategize, man. We keep to it if it works. We know we got crappy players. I did not know we had like 13 players on IR, but life goes on. And we go to one person. You know, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, who beats all the bad guys? It ain't Vegeta. It ain't Krillin. Gohan comes in. We understand that, but we love us up in Gohan. It ain't Tien Shenhan, but we love Tien Shenhan. It ain't Yamcha. It's Goku. How does Goku usually do it? He says, Kamehameha. Or he goes, puts his hands in the air like he don't care, gets a spirit bomb. You know who's channeling that spirit bomb? The energy of the crowd, because they were intensity, and of his linemen, and of his team, Derrick Henry. Josh Allen, oh, I got three touchdowns. I don't care. Oh, Manu Sanders, I get you up. Don't care. Oh, I'm Stefan Diggs. I'm going to go go against these uh, corners that suck. We don't care. We don't care about none of that. Because we were down. <laughs> we came back. And we went down again. And we came back. And we didn't play situational football. We didn't play a perfect game. You know what? We played a winning game. You don't know who did not play a winning game? Sean McDermott. You know who did not win a play a a, a a winning game? Who did not play a winning game? Josh Allen, the man who I told y'all when this whole season started, I'm like, I don't see it. Y'all just telling me that this team's supposed to be good, but everybody on that AFC East is bad. But you know who was good? You know who was great? You know who was just delicious? Like Halloween Reese's peanut butter cups, the bigger size ones. Derrick Henry. You know what Derrick Henry did in this game? And the reason why I'm being over-emphatic on doing my best Stephen A. Smith in interpretation of it all? The man literally put the team on his back and won it. 20 carries, 143 yards, three touchdowns. Boys, we are six games in. He has 783 yards and 10 touchdowns, 162 touches, the most. You know what that is? That's an MVP. You know what that is? That's a winner. That's a man who doesn't care. King Denrick, my God, he's going to be my emperor soon. But yeah, Buffalo want to go for a fourth and one because they believe in their quarterback. They believe in that team. But you could have just tied the game with a field goal knowing how bad our defense was. But you don't want to because you don't have that winner's mentality. You know who has that winner's mentality? Mike Grable. You want to know why I know Sean McDermott doesn't have that winner's mentality? Because he started Nathan Peterman over Tyrod Taylor a couple years back. And Nathan Peterman threw five picks, and it almost cost him their playoff appearance. You know who else deserves a little bit? So A.J. Brown. We're not even playing for full squad, and we beat them. And you know what I love most about this? What I love most about this? Every single NFL pundit on NFL.com and ESPN has said it was a fluke win. They were like, it feels fluky. Why do you want to call fluky when the results are there? It's fluky when it's like a bad call that's overturned by the refs or whatever, a la Giants-Dodgers. It was pretty simple. We knew you were running a sneak. We put 300-pound men in the line to stop it. Y'all don't want to respect that? Y'all don't want to say, oh, hey, if there's real bad coaching decisions like this by Sean McDermott in the future, 
you know, they're going to have a problem. Y'all can't say, oh, hey, the Titans defense actually did good stop in the run because Devin Singletary only had five carries for 27 yards. No, no, you just want to hate. But hate. Hate because you know there's a truth in you. We're not competitors. We're, we're, we're not the class of the AFC. But we get healthy. And Derrick Henry does Derrick Henry things. Do you really want to see us and have us take the time of possession away from you? Well, we're going to run the ball 30 times with someone who's proven that he's better than your quarterbacks and your running backs. You're Mr. Kyler Murray's who's running for something 300 yards a season. Well, our running backs better than that. Is he better than the running back that you already have in James Conner and Chase Edmonds? Yeah, he's better. That's who I'm calling out on. Those pundits over there in Arizona. He is your MVP, and you don't have the heart to put him in there. You know who mentioned him as being possible MVP candidate? Finally. Because I've, I've been following myself, but let it be known, I was calling for that stuff. Because explain to me, Francisco and Andrew, how if this man finishes, and he just might finish with 2,500 yards and 25-plus TDs. We're going to give it that. We're not going to say 30. I think that's a very hard thing to come into even the extra game. But 20-plus TDs rushing and 2,500 yards, why he can't be MVP, but it's got to be Kyler. It's gonna be Josh Allen. This matchup was not a matchup of new, you know, the, the next generation of AFC stuff. Our window will eventually close because we won't pay anybody. I get that. This was a matchup of like the fraudulent MVP contender and the true one. Acknowledge him. He isn't just gonna get a handy. He's get he's get he's Derek two hands handy, man. Because I, I ain't got the grip, man, with single one. And I love it. That's all I got for you. Hmm. Okay. 34 uh, or 31. Remember that. that and also helps us because we're 4 and 2. So, yeah. you know, now yeah. take it. Possible other AFC championship matchup again. That would be nice. That would be nice and juicy. For sure. For sure. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The, I guess the last thing. NBA started, but it just started this week. Okay. We had the initial games and stuff like that. There's not really much to say other than the he are spec in the Bucks. That's all. That's all we got to say for now. That's all we got to say for now. Okay, and uh, right, so we're at two hours and nine minutes. Charles, you have a, I guess, more abbreviated cage, I guess? I don't know. Okay, so I I mentioned the Okada thing. I'm just going to give my overview on crown jewelry quickly and i'll just do my spiel welcome everybody your weekly truplex the cage with charles remember wrestling is not fake it is scripted it's a stage fight it's about men and women chasing championships establishing legacies blood feuds being a soap opera all the drama going on we are two hours into crown jewel watching obviously we're not going to go to full four on the show we could that's fine but we're not people want to eat people want to nap people want to live their lives some impressions i want to talk about that i have seen Andrew, you ready for the spoilers now? Yeah. Seth and Edge, Hell and Cell, fantastic. 475. There's a callback to Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard I quit match where Edge tries to get, no, I'm sorry, Seth tries to stab Edge's eye out with like a chair a scaffold and it's beautiful. Seth Rollins did a sunset flip bomb on a ladder, off a ladder onto a table that put Edge through the table. Edge is coming back from that triple fusion that stopped his career for nine years. Good back and forth. There was move stealing. There was move stealing, man. I love move stealing and rivalry. This has been the best WWE rivalry for the year, in my opinion. It's going to be feud of the year. I don't think anything's going to be topping it. It ends with Edge. Oh, there was a part where Seth put a chain around his foot and then double kicked, um, super kicked Edge in the face. That sunset bomb I talked about 
Seth went for the pin. Edge kicked out. There was a point where Edge pushed Seth off top of the rope to go into the steel uh, cage and then or inside the hell, and then he fell on the table. Spots galore. Well done. Felt old school with the new school in a gimmick match, and it ends with Edge at the end of the day. So Seth Rollins' finisher, Francisco and Andrew, is the curb stop. Exactly as it sounds like. He, Edge, wins using the curb stop. Seth's own move on a chair. I, whew, whew, if if Derrick Henry was happy with me and the result, I was happy with this result. It was so good. Mansoor versus Ali. That was a good match with a weird post-match ending. Ali won that one in a quick match. Probably could use five more minutes time. RK Bro versus uh, Amos and AJ. Raw tag team title match kind of lost me a little bit. Kind of the same thing of how they had on SummerSlam and expanded on, but whatever. It's like a three Queens Crown tournament. Um, Zelina Vega is your first ever Queens Crown champion. It's basically the female equivalent Queen of the Ring. I thought Dewdrop was going to win. It was a nice sword. The match was actually good because Dewdrop is like, you know, five seven, five eight, very buff, burly girl. Very cool. I like her. She used to be Piper Nevin. They renamed her because that's what Vince does because I hate him. And then Zelina Vega, who's all like five foot, maybe a buck five. And she wins on a sunset flip bomb. And then we got into, um, I can't even look at the screen because if I get spoilers, right now we're halfway through Bobby Lashley and Goldberg and the no DQ falls on anywhere. It's been good because it's just meat slapping meat. And even though I like my flips and my spots and all that other stuff, my super kick parties, I see you young bucks, follow us on Twitter, FJOJR, Dan Frijoles, Charles of True, Sports Scoops. I still love some big strong men being the hell out of big strong men. And that's what we're going to get out for the cage this week. And maybe we'll talk more about it next week. Maybe regular time of show. But that's all I got for you guys. Well, that was, oh, yeah, that was quick. All right. Okay, guys. So this is actually under the normal time that we, we finished up. Usually two hours and 20, two hours and 30 minutes. But uh, we, we actually got this more concise, maybe because we were starting late and we felt like we had to rush through it. But we got through everything. We talked about everything. We got through all of it, so I'm happy with that. Okay, so we'll see you guys next week. I would assume we, we might start with the, the same Tuesday start, but just at a, at a later time. And also be on the lookout for the second ever entry in Andrew's Sports Bar. So we'll, we'll, we'll get that going. And see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Good night. Jimmy Butler getting Butler Bessels. Oh, wait. Before we leave. Oh, I forgot. This thing was titled Jimmy Butler's pregame routine. We're going to say stuff about that. Oh, well. Some other. Yeah, well, next week. We'll do that the, next week. The one thing we could tell you is Jimmy Butler watches Harambe's murder to make sure the guy he's guarding don't slip on him. <laughs> I love that. Still gets me. Okay, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs>